Welcome back, everyone, to Trust Me, the podcast. I'm here with my girl, Yanni. What's up, Bill? What's up? What's up? We are here with another episode for you. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about the art of setting and figuring out a personal, not professional, a personal brand. And honestly, when researching this topic, I'm going to probably learn from you today because I feel like you're really good at it. And probably I need to pick up some tips, but. I mean, I feel honored, but I feel like this is, it's, it's so funny, right? Perception. I feel honored that you say that, but this is something that I still deal with, that I still struggle with. Um, It takes me back to that, like, what was it? The third episode we did or something like that when it was like, who are you really? Yeah, I think we were trying to talk about personal yeah. brand there, but we didn't really know. And we're yeah. we're a year and a half into this thing, and I kind of feel like I know myself a little bit better. Oh, for sure. 100%. Me too. Which is awesome. But I still struggle with it. Do you? The What I struggle with, the, the personal brand piece, I think, is the self-promotion piece, mm. is the biggest, like, gap for me. Yeah. What part of that do you struggle with, though? Is it the speaking about who you are, the the, or do you even get that far? I think I get that far in some settings, you know, work specifically. But, you know, in regards to the topic today, I, I'm really trying to separate that, right? Like professional work, professional brand, obviously you bring your authentic person into that. But when I'm talking, when I'm um, approaching this conversation today, I'm thinking about it from like the trust me brand, because this is not something that, you know, is, is on the heels of a, an organization or a business, you know, it's a personal brand that we're creating. And what made me think about it is because we're getting some good feedback and I'm like, are we over here creating a brand? Like, is this what that means? It's funny because this was the goal and then now we see it start to come into fruition. We start seeing it build up and we're like, wait, is it happening? Are we ready for this? Like what's happening? Um, but well, and people are like, you know, when we are doing some videos and stuff like that, we just kind of put our names in for some conferences. It's important. Like we need to know what our personal brand is 100%. to be able to deliver to our audience. So I 100%. think that's why we're exploring it today. And I also think that like when you're in a professional background, right? And I like to look at it as like you have this whole army behind you. You have this foundation behind you. You have this whole army of people, of the brand, of the company, whatever behind you. But when it's something small that you're creating, you don't have that army yet. You know what I mean? So you're standing on your words. Yeah. (laughs) And to me, you know, that's more terrifying and i'm not saying that we're going to war but if you're going out and when i say war i i am using that analogy because when you're going out into the big world and there's fifty thousand different brands around you some yeah. that are very similar to yours some that are way different some that are you know have a uniqueness about them some that you know have been in the game for 10 15 years you do feel like the small fish you know your brand does feel you know your your army does feel a lot smaller than yeah. a lot of the armies that these bigger brands and people that have been in the business behind you or in front of you have. So 
the confidence sometimes lacks. And I think that's a huge aspect of it. Yeah. And well, tell us about that because I, you have built multiple brands and you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So how did you, I'll tell you what my struggle is putting myself out there and not feeling um, like so self-important or like corny, even like a mix of those two. Like, how do you put yourself out there and say like, why does anyone care about this? I think for me, and I was in a different mindset than I am now, but when I started, and this is my own personal, like my own brand that I created solely with myself, um, I started being an entrepreneur at, I was 22 years old with uh, my now husband, Dan. We were engaged then um, with our restaurant, but years later when I drifted off and opened up a business um, solely just myself in the salon industry, I almost had a like a, a a fight or flight kind of mindset when I was there, right? And I had left the salon that I was at, and it was like, hey, nothing else is going to work. This has to work. Yeah. Right? So I almost like I was in my head backed up against the wall, like, hey, that you have to create this, and it has to work. What are you willing to do to make this successful? <laughs> And yeah. a lot of it is confidence, believing in exactly what you, you are and exactly what you have. Um, and a lot of us deal with impost- imposter syndrome. Yeah. I do all of the time when I feel like, oh, I'm not worthy of this or this is this just happened to me by luck. You know, I really, you know, sometimes you feel like, you know, did I really work that hard to to have this or to get this? Um, and that's a huge hurdle that is in a way of a lot of our mindsets when it comes to promoting and putting something out there for ourselves, you know? I was going to say, even honestly, your comment of being backed against the wall, I think what a big part of that is financially, right? Like you had a lot of finances in the game there. Yeah. Whereas something like this, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's, it's for fun. It is fun and it is for personal growth and personal pleasure, but it's not our day job, right? You're skillful at is consistency Yeah. with this brand. Trust me. It's like you do things right. And it's, it's never half-assed. And I love that because it teaches me to always put my best foot forward even when the stakes aren't that high. Yeah. And I think like when you have a brand like this that you're creating and, you're, and it's in, we're still in our early stages of it, right? Yeah. We're still morphing. We're still figuring things out. We've come a long way, but we're still in the early stages of creating this brand. And I, the one thing I love about both of us is the fact that like what we breathe into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that goes right along with consistency is like the week after week after week after week, the dedication that you have. And I think that like in the beginning phases of any business that you're starting is dedication. What are you willing to put into this? What are you willing to get out of this? Confidence, and I talk about, we talk about confidence a lot, but a lot of time confidence isn't the first thing that you're putting out. That's something that you're almost like gaining or you're, you're learning to get, right? I remember in the the beginning phases of of starting the Trust Me podcast, the things that I was thinking about, like, was, are people going to like my voice? 
am I going to say the right things? Am I going to offend someone? You did right? say that. Then the I, just, I literally said that. And I was like, like, I don't like how I sound. I'm like, it's right. how you sound. You're like, what do you mean? We can't alter that. That's, I'm how like, but that's not how I sound. You're like, no, that is. But <laughs> And now people are like, I love hearing your voice. Like, it's, it's like, it's soothing. And it's like, the so, it's so funny. So, but these are the, the, the imposter syndrome, the things that I made up in my head, the the fears that I had, they are all natural. Yeah, like we recorded an episode because you did not like how your voice sounded. 100%. Because, and you, sometimes when you go back to the earlier episodes and you followed our journey, you can see how far we've come and how comfortable we are talking and how more confident we are, right? It wasn't that the confidence wasn't there in the beginning because it had to be in order to start something, right? We had to have some kind of confidence. But confidence is something that you start building because the dedication and the time that you put forth week after week, day after day, hour after hour, and what it's resulting. And when you start feeling traction, you're like, okay, this thing's working. The confidence starts to build up, right? So I would say the biggest thing is how dedicated are you to that thing? What are the heights that you're willing to go? What are the, what are the, the time and sometimes financial depending on what kind of business it is, what what kind of money are you willing to put up in order for yeah. this to work? Yeah. Oh, you're making me think about so many things, but probably just to keep it, you know, practical. I love how you're speaking about impact too. Yeah. So you talk about it in the form of confidence. We're not only gaining personal confidence, we're building confidence and trust in our brand. And so that equates to impact, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that we have been really clear on and built clarity around is how we want to help people. And that is our biggest mission is just building a community where people see themselves in, especially Mm -hmm. women. But we have men now too. I I spoke to a colleague uh, a long time, like many lives ago, colleague caught up with him this week. He's now on to different things. I'm now on to different things. And he's like, you know, I listen to your podcast. I go, you do? And, you know, he's like a, you know, middle-aged man. And, you know, he's like, keep doing it. And he goes, it's making me a better husband. That's awesome. And that's so deep. And we have heard that before. Yeah. But it's huge. It's like, we are, we are shifting perspectives for women we know that we know that from our data and our feedback but we are also shifting perspectives of their better halves to make a more wholesome environment yeah i love that like that that. impact to me is worth everything i think that's one of our strengths too like when you're starting something and this not not even just when you're starting just in general when you're in the um, the journey of creating something and and wanting it to be bigger than what it is currently is understand your strengths, right? What is it that you're good at with yeah. this brand that you're creating? You know, for us, it was like, you know what? We want to be vulnerable. We want to talk about our experiences. We want to be honest. We want to be relatable. Um, those were our strengths. What are our values? What are some things that we, you know, value as our company, you know what I mean? Like, and once you start to almost like slowly build this brand, you will see how it kind of molds itself. And a lot of times in the beginning, we're looking, 
We're like, oh, I want to create this brand. Bam, it needs to be there. But a lot of times it's something that you have to build upon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even I, I, like, it's so funny. When our mission statement, when we first started, and not that it's not the same, but we're like creating magic every day, you know, while balancing family careers and relationships. Mm -hmm. And now I start looking at our brand and I'm like, oh, we're talking about leadership. We're talking about, you know what I mean? So like how it's starting to evolve. Yes, the basis is still there, you know, because we still value those things. But almost watching it build and evolve is, it's amazing. But it's something that we probably couldn't see when we, a year ago when we first started. No, and I love that evolvement factor because honestly, I think... I truly believe that everyone needs to reach out and grasp on to some level of leadership in their own lives. Be the leader of like your kitchen, be the leader of the bed, whatever it is, see yourself as a leader, because if not, then you're always going to have a backseat to your own life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love that evolvement factor is like, whether it's leading a household whether it's leading a big team, you know, in a Fortune 500 organization, the skills are still the skills. Right, right. I remember when I first started Velvet and I was terrified, like like beyond terrified. And I built a salon for six stylists. When I first started, it was just me and Annie. And Annie is a stylist that a stylist that works at Velvet. I value her so much. OG, um, she's an OG. She she's a, has a special place, and I think I spoke about her before because she means so much to me. Um, but she had a established career, and she literally took the chances with me to start she Velvet. Believed in you. She did. She believed that, in your vision. And she's she's my rock. I love her so much. But when we when I started Velvet, I built a salon for six stylists at least, six full time stylists. And when I started, it was just Annie and I. Yeah. And it's the vision that you have to create, because I couldn't see five to six years out. The only thing that I could see was like, if I could get to three months in, <laughs> I'll I'll feel so much better. And I remember thinking that right, and. Again, it was just her and I. I didn't have, I didn't really, and my friend Ashley at that time was a receptionist, um, but I didn't really have a huge team. It was just, that was all I needed to start. And even though the vision that you create is huge, we have to take everything day by day. And a lot of times when we don't have, like if I would have started this business and I was like, I don't have six stylists, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You don't start like that. Sometimes no, you, you gotta walk. You gotta crawl before at. you walk. You start with where you are, and it could be small, but that vision that you have for that business or that brand, when you manifest the greatness and the and how big it will be, and you believe in that one hundred percent, you will start following that path to get there. But it's not always going to happen. I didn't have a backing. I didn't have, you know, parents or whoever to just say, like, here's a few hundred thousand dollars, honey, start whatever you want. It was like, this is what you have. You have to literally be creative and use what you have to create something. And now eight years in, you know, I just finished an expansion project of creating more stations for my salon because six stations wasn't big enough, you know? 
And now I created a salon that now has eight stations. And as of right now, with two of my assistants, technically all the stations could be filled already. And I say all that to say is because when I started, it was, I couldn't even see this far, right? And it was nowhere near what I envisioned for the long run. But now I'm surpassing even something that I just set goal for myself a year ago, you know? So I say all that to say is believe and trust in that what you're building and what your brand is will one day be so much bigger than it is when you start. And once you create that trust within yourself and you create that vision, there's nothing that can stop it. Yeah. And just because it's small oh, now does not, so does not mean it will have to be small later because I'm telling you when I couldn't see more than three months ahead of me, I couldn't see that. But now, like I said, eight years in, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, this is big. This is what I've always wanted. This is, this is where back then that destination was, you know, and yeah. now I'm at another point and I'm still moving forward. So if it's not right where you want so it to high, be, right? Yeah, they're just yeah. different stakes. They they're may not stakes. be financial and finding stylists and all of that, but they're, they're different stakes. The goalpost oh. has moved. Has moved. Yeah. Yeah. You're growing. You're, you know, and growth is scary. And, you know, the, the, the bigger you grow, the higher the stakes, you know, the bigger the sacrifice, those kind of things. But if you are wanting to start a brand, and even for us, Beth, because I know that's something that I still struggle with, and you've vocalized that you struggle with, that like, if you just dive into the reasons of why you're starting this, and you truly believe that factor of it, yeah, to the core, the rest Honestly, is history. The other thing that I think, and actually I thought about this as you were sharing about your salon, because remember when you had to close down for a week and you put a post out around like, can anybody house the, the stylist for, you know, does anyone have open chairs like in the, the Westchester community of salons? And you got immediately feedback on that. Oh my God, and, I love and that was, that's huge because it's like, you don't do this in a silo. You build right. your network, you build your table, right? We talk a lot about that. And so because you're a beloved brand and there's a lot of trust that comes with it, people were willing to give up their own space to help you because they know that you would help them. I think that for me was a glimmer, right? Because in the midst of, and what Beth is referring to when we were doing the expansion project with the salon, um, you know, there's things that we account for, right? We have a plan A, plan B, plan C, even, even a plan D. A lot of times when you're doing um, an expansion and you're doing a project that big, anything after D I did not account for. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, but when you're faced, you know, with, an issue when I was faced with the issue with the salon with some plumbing things going on and they were like, Oh, we have to shut the salon down and for, in order to do X, Y, and Z. And I was distraught because that's something I didn't account for. Right. And I put out a post on Instagram to all my hairstylists, friends out there, salon owners. And basically I said, Hey, um, you know, I'm needing to house my stylist for this many days. Does anyone have any space in their in their salons to house my team. And that was a very vulnerable post that I had to put out there. 
had to basically say, hey, we're we're going through struggles. We're, you know. Yeah, it probably was vulnerable to you, but to the naked eye, it was like, of course you're going to need to, you know, it's like right. it was vulnerable to you because that's one of your things. It's yeah. hard for you to raise your hand and it admit is. that you need help. I need help. That's, that's something you are 100% right that I struggle with. And I was like, I was like putting up the post, deleting it, putting it up again, like deleting it. Like, so I finally did it. And I was just like, when I did it, I was like a a deep sigh, like, ah, we'll see what happens. And the glimmer was the amount of love and support. I mean, from everywhere, from salons in Philadelphia, people that I don't even know were like, hey, I have room. Hey, your stylist can come here. We had a local... um, salon in Westchester or barbershop slash salon in Westchester that like without a doubt without even me explaining anything was like I got you here's the setup this is what I need this is this is what it's going to be you can come today and like my the glimmer in that was like oh my gosh like this is from you know a place of love and in our industry, it's it's changing, but like you don't get that all the time, yeah. you know. Can we shout them out. Westchester um, Hair Collective, like in in Westchester, or they're right on Market Street. Pete the Barber is the owner. Um, it's called the Hair Collective. Um, it was just the amount of love that even, like I said, I didn't even have to explain that he was like, "I house all of them." What you shout need? Shout out to you, Pete. Hide out to shout out to you, Pete. Like. It was just that that support that I needed in a time where, you know, I just didn't know where to turn. So I appreciate that. But it's the love that you give out that you will eventually get in. And and can I tell you a glimmer for me was watching you ask for help. Yeah. Because that's that a hard crazy. thing for me. That it was is. cool to see. Yeah. It's a hard thing for me. And I, it's, again, you, you, you almost like put out these fears that only you have, right? You project these fears. Like what if no one says, you know, says anything? What if, you know, what if they say no? What if all these things, right? And it was all these almost like negative answers that I was projecting and putting in my head. And then when I did it, I was like, there was nothing but like, yes, ASAP, come now. And like I said, most of them were people, I had no idea who they were, you know? Humanity in general, just at its root, is good. And uh, taking the train into the city, I absolutely adore it Mm -hmm. because you see people in their full humanity. You see some people who do not care about general space and they're talking on the phone and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know what we quote unquote think like is rude. And a lot of times it is. But you also see people having really genuine conversations and, you know, talking about their passions. You see people getting up to let elderly sit down. It's like a a lesson in humanity that I forget about because I'm in suburbia. But when I'm on the train, it reminds me how good people can actually be. Yep. And I love that because I think for half of my adult life, I showed up and we talk about this and I talk about this and I've done many years of therapy on this. I showed up in ways that I think they needed me to show up Yeah. versus authentically. 
And what I'm essentially doing is I am fracturing any chance to belong with that person, within that team, because I'm not bringing my authentic self to that situation. And so what I will share, and not that I know that I'm super good at this yet, but checking in on, do you feel like you belong in that brand, in that, you know, action that you have? And when I say belonging, it's exactly what you just shared about the salon. It's I show up and I make a difference, but I also walk away feeling better. It's bi-directional. It's not just I serve them or they serve me. It's like we both belong. You know what I mean? So just like you explained your example with the salon, how you reached out and like immediately got feedback that someone was willing to help you, you both changed in that moment. That is belonging. And I think with personal brand, we have to be really aware of belonging. It's a root cause. And I think that is how you get that authenticity out there. So when I say belonging, you know, it's you go to a place or you go to a team or you show up within your brand and your brand is different. Your That person is different, but you are also changed for the better. Like you're also walking away with that goodness and that is belonging. And I feel like for a long time, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere yeah. because I was kind of just showing up in this essence of like, what can I do? What do they need me to do? Yeah. So you were almost showing up for other people instead of yourself. So it wasn't authentic to you. Right. Yeah. Or them. Right. Cause they yeah. weren't getting yeah. my authentic full authentic. Like I will say this latter part of, of my career I am now showing up fully authentic. That means yeah. that I'm not always agreeing, right? I'm I'm kind of having dialogue around conflict and and you know, diversity of thought and perspective. Whereas like earlier in my career, I might have just gone along with the the dominant opinion. And now I push back on that if I don't believe that it's right. Now, there, there's not any, like, I don't do it in disrespectful ways, but there are opportunities and ways to get your opinion and your perspective shared safely. Yeah. And then if you can't, then that's not the right place for you. You know what sure. I mean? Like, if you find that you're trying to bring your authentic self, but it just keeps getting, we, we hear about this lot a lot in the workplace. It's like, people just sort of put on a mask because they are not accepted. And that is a, is a very downward spiral spiral. And I feel horrible about that, but we have choice that we can really, you know, if we're not being heard and our diverse perspectives, no one's even open to receiving them, then maybe that's not the right place for us. Yeah. I think that like when you were talking about the mask and being authentic, this is something that I've dealt with pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I'm choosing to to build myself up so I can get out of it. And the mask that I've worn for, gosh, for so many years mm-hmm. 
And, you know, even when, <laughs> you know, opening the businesses, you know, um, opening the salon, I still had somewhat of a mask on. And it was based on like, what does everyone want this to be? Yeah. And it wasn't until I was about like a few years into to owning this salon where I was like, oh, this is not going to work. You know, like. I need to be a little bit more authentic because for so many years, I felt like I didn't have to be. It was easier for me to disguise myself and to fit in with everyone else. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was so much easier to do that. And it could be at, you know, at that age that I was an age difference where I was in my mid twenties. So like, you know, you tend to be a camouflage of whatever is around you. Um, and you know, the saying, if you knew better, you do better. Mm-hmm. So as I got older and I started to discover myself more, my authentic self started to come out and I wasn't as afraid to show that side of me. Right. Um, but I even know when we started the podcast and we were, before we started, we were just a conversation and we were talking every podcast at that point that I was watching or listening to these people had like, you know, nice studios and equipment and soundproofing and all of these things. And that enough almost deterred me from even starting yeah. because all I could think of was, well, all I could think of basically was what I wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where's my degree in psychology <laughs> in order to speak, you know, like where's, where's my soundproof room psychology. And my, <laughs> psychology and my soundproof room and my microphone and my X, Y, and Z and all these things that I thought made a good podcast. Yeah, now we sometimes don't even show up with a bra on, if we're being honest. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Beth. I said authentic, but damn. (laughs) No. (laughs) Get more authentic than that. It it doesn't. And Dan, I remember Dan was like, you got to start. Like, (laughs) you don't have to have all the bells and whistles. You just have to start. Like, that's the hardest part. Like, you're worried about a microphone. You're worried about a studio. You're worried about all these things. Like, if your focus is on what it looks like, you won't get far. Yeah. Right. You know what? If you're focused on just what it looks like, then you won't get He's far. So but right. you have to fo- That's why He's we so have right. the subcommittee, me and Dan, <laughs> the trust me subcommittee. The subcommittee. We're working on our and, journal right now. <laughs> see? But like that enough is enough to deter you from starting something, yeah. right? When you it's look at like fact. what it looks like. It's real. Fast. And and when you're authentic and where you are and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to start this project with just two stylists, or I'm going to start this project recording from my bedroom and using my headboard as soundproof and me not having a bra on, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start exactly where I am because what happens is this space where you are right now, isn't going to be the space that you're going to end up being at, but this is the space that creates your brand. Well, that's the environment. Like I honestly love, 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 love what you're saying. You're creating that environment that is steeped in authenticity. Well, our brand is the major part of our brand is about being relatable. You know, we, we didn't start this, this podcast with, you know, a, a podcast studio and all these things. We, we started it with like, Hey, we have something that we want to talk about. And we believed in that and we would have conversations with each other and like 
love it. Yeah. And we're like, people need this. And yeah. we, that was the thing. It's like, hey, these are what this is what we're going through. This is the problem. We have the solution. Let's build it into a brand. Yeah. And we created this brand of just being authentic and being real and being relatable and saying like, hey, you know, this is where we're going to start. We, we don't have fancy things, but we'll get there eventually. Honestly, so we're, but we're going to start with where we are. The best way I think we could probably close out this episode is what is your recipe, right? Mm. Of a personal brand. And just if I could summarize kind of our conversation today is like, all you have to worry about is bringing your authentic self. You have to be honest. You have to stand firm in your truth, right? Yep. And when you do that, what is the output? I honestly believe what you get in return is the success, the joy, the engagement, belonging, right? That's like my utmost. So it's like, in a way, people think you're one of them, I'm one of them, that it's really hard, but it's actually really simple. All you have Mm -hmm. to bring is yourself Good and bad, right? Yeah. Like there are days that we're not all shiny and glimmery. Yep. There are days that we've set out to talk about one thing and it totally goes left because yeah. that's where it needed to go. I think that's what it is, is like figuring out yourself, every aspect of yourself, being and gaining the confidence by showing up every day every hour, every minute, whatever that looks like, and dedicating that time toward that thing. Yeah. For us, it's our podcast. For you, it could be something else. And when you're dedicated to something and you're practicing it and doing it daily, the confidence will begin to grow. And the struggles that you may have had in the beginning are usually not the same struggles that you have in the midst or at the end. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And just to your very early comments about being scared to put your thing out into this big world, there is space for your thing in this big world. There is room for all of us, yes. I think that's where we have to, the aspect that, that you want to come from, that, you know, we talk about every thread counts, and it does. You know, you're here for a reason. You're listening for a reason. You know, um, we're here for a reason. You see yourself here for a reason. There's something here. There's more, right? There's more for you. Even if you can't see it right now, give it some time. Start small. And even if this self-branding thing isn't because you want to open a business. Yeah. You don't want to start a podcast. You're not trying to, you know... Even the self-branding could be just for you. Right. So you can be stronger in who you are. Branding yourself. What is it that you love, that you want to put forth, that you the path that you want to walk? This self-branding can be something that you internalize just for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Because even if it's, you know, in order to have more genuine friendships yes. or a better relationship with a parent, right? Like how many people are out here showing up in a certain way to appease their parents. Like we hear that all the time. All the time. Yeah. We should do an episode on that, honestly. Yeah. True. But we thank you for being with us today. This was a good episode. Beth, thank you so much for even suggesting that we start talking about this. And 
we hope that, you know, just by creating a roadmap of things that we all can utilize in our everyday to create the path that we want to walk on. We hope that you can take some some notes from today and start leading your life. Love it. Take care, everybody. Bye.